Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's time for Mark and Kitchen. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original. 1037. W-E-E-I. All right, we're going to have to change that imaging, Devin. It's not the show anymore. The trader has left. I was thinking about making my own jingle, but I didn't want to embarrass myself too much on the air. Do whatever you want. Is Dondera kind of like Ed Cooley? <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's let's see what the uh, reports are as they start leaking out. Start, turns out, uh, well, Mark, you know, I had a, p- a pill problem. And uh, no, I don't want to go down that road because I'm going to start saying things I shouldn't say uh, on the air. Um, so we were talking before the break about Belichick uh, not getting a job uh, seemingly anytime soon and, and Bill Belichick's legacy. And, and you raised an interesting scenario that Adam Schefter had put out there that Andy Reid could retire after this year. And does that leave room open for Bill Belichick to take over the Chiefs? So that makes me think of Belichick's legacy and what his legacy is right now going into this, you know, bizarre offseason for him where he's unemployed. And what Stephen A. Smith said uh, earlier this week that letting Brady leave, showing Brady the door, whatever that scenario actually was, really tarnished Belichick's legacy. So I ask you, Scott, where does Bill Belichick's legacy stand right now? Look, he's still a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's still considered one of the greatest coaches of all time. I don't know if I'd say he's considered the greatest, but he's right up there. So I don't think his legacy from that standpoint is bad, right? Um, But clearly, clearly, Tom Brady is the guy that everybody says was largely responsible for the Patriots' run of success and and not Bill Belichick. So I, I, I agree with what Stephen A. said earlier this week in that Bill Belichick's greatest mistake was moving on from Tom Brady. You know, the easy move would have been, Ben, to hang on to Tom to the end of his career because not one Patriot fan, not one member of the media that covers the team would have blamed Belichick or the Patriots for hanging on to the greatest player of all time to the end of his career, even if his play deteriorated and he was no longer, you know, a good player. Nobody would have blamed them. And had he done that, he and Brady would have continued to win together, lose together. Whatever would have happened, it would have happened together. But the fact that Brady left 
and won a Super Bowl and continued to win at a high level in Tampa and Belichick couldn't do the same here, that really hurt his legacy, right? That's what gave Brady completely the upper hand in that relationship. So Bill's biggest mistake of all the mistakes that he made as a head coach was deciding to move on from Tom Brady. That's easily the biggest uh, biggest mistake he made. And there, there's plenty of mistakes, but there's obviously plenty of, uh, plenty of glory that came with Bill Belichick as the head coach. Six Super Bowl rings. You know, it, it, the last couple of weeks, it's felt like, particularly the media, and there's been pushback from fans, but, man, we have been ready to just bury this guy for the longest time. And I grew up a Patriots fan. The Patriots are my favorite professional sports team. I love them. And I'm eternally grateful for that era that we got from him. Whether he made mistakes at the end and it ended really poorly, how can you not absolutely love what he did and brought for the Patriots? Even Stephen Fall River has to be appreciative of what Bill Belichick did. Even if he thinks he stinks, still has to be appreciative of it. Six Super Bowl rings. I went through it before the break. I mean, Super Bowl 36, it was his brilliant game plan to hit Marshall Falk on every snap of the football for the Rams that allowed a 14-point underdog to pull off one of the greatest upsets in NFL history. Uh, you know, Super Bowl 53, like I said, they won 13-3 to over the Rams. I mean, there were so many great things that Bill Belichick provided us. I totally agree with you. I, how will I remember him as a Patriots fan? Uh, very fondly, and I will thank him for 20 amazing years. I know it was, what, 24 that he was here, but the, the, just 20 years that were truly off the charts incredible. The Patriots were the franchise, the model franchise in the NFL. So, yeah, of course, as, if Patriots fans remember him any other way, then they're just being foolish. How does Bel- Bill Belichick's legacy change? it? Let's say that Adam Schefter scenario plays out. Andy Reid retires after this season and Next thing you know, Bill Belichick is the next head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes as his starting quarterback. How does that Belichick legacy change? What are the scenarios that improve it or, you know, simple, simple, simple. If okay. he go, if if he if that happens, which by the way, it's not going to. No, it's not. I, number one, I don't think Reed's going to retire. Number two, if he does, I think they'd look at Eric Bieniemy first to come back there. But that's just me. But let's say let's just play this wild hypothetical game. Okay, it happens. If Bill Belichick goes to Kansas City and wins a Super Bowl, he's back on par with Tom Brady. I'm sorry. He's back on par with Tom Brady. I won a Super Bowl without Tom, and people are like, well, of course you had great talent. You had, yeah, well, so did Tom in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Okay, well, so it, they're back They're back on even ground again. The, the one knock, if he wins, the one knock people will throw on him is, well, you needed the, you had to have a superstar quarterback. You know what? Almost every head coach needs a star quarterback to win a title. You look at the, the quarterbacks that didn't, or that won a Super Bowl that are far from Hall of Famers, the Trent Dilfers of the world, uh, Flacco, you know, they had a good run. Flacco was incredible. Eli Manning was incredible, those two runs to the Super Bowl. Although Eli's probably a Hall of Famer. I don't know if he necessarily should be. But, you know, every legendary head coach was attached to a star quarterback. That's just how it is. But but Brady in Tampa, he won. 
uh, first of all, he went to a team that was 8-8 eight and eight the year before that had a quarterback that turned it over 32 <laughs> effing times. If they didn't have that, they wouldn't have been an 8-8 eight eight team. They would have been a playoff team before Brady arrived. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, you had Godwin. You had Evans. Oh, by the way, Gronk unretired and joined him. So did Antonio Brown. So if you're going to use that standard to judge Bill Belichick, oh, you had to go with a great quarterback to win, just like you did in New England, well, use the same standard for, for uh, Tom Brady. Okay, he had talent here in New England when he won, and he had talent, uh, you know, in Tampa Bay. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Let's take some calls before we switch this conversation over to what what we see the Patriots doing throughout this uh, remaining of the offseason, heading up to the draft, free agency, all of that, coaching positions that they need to fill. Uh, but let's talk to Dan and Cranston first. What's going on, Dan? Hey, trying, still trying to get over the mock chart. I just found this out, so. The good thing is, is when you change, you can finally get rid of the old phone number, which is what now six months out of date. It's a long time out of date. We can get rid of the imaging that talks about my Twitter account. That's seven years out of date. Yeah. Uh, well, I look forward to talking to him. Alfred. I just hope he doesn't get a show from nine to eleven on Saturday. That would kind of suck. Yeah, he would. But uh, um, so the Bills. I mean, where do you start? I mean, I, I just think like that. I've called both your shows. I, I feel like I was so far ahead of the curve on this. You know, you both know. I was saying last August. I hope they go zero and seventeen. You know, I, I just wanted this to end because I think the league is kind of, you know, uh, they agree with what I was saying. I think the guy is just kind of washed. I mean, we is it? I'm sure every part of the country falls for this, but do you think this area just tends to? Over glamorize or over, uh, I'll say they mark as smart size things. You know, Bill Belichick is great, but don't you think we overvalue him here, even now today, the, the way the rest of the league sees him? Well, clearly we, we do, because you know what? A yeah. lot of fans did not want to see him go, and there were some media members that did not want to see him go, and the rest of the league said, "No, we're good." So yes, we did. As, as a fan group, as a media group, we did kind of overvalue it because don't forget what a lot of people were saying. You can trade him, get first-round draft picks, kind of like you know whatever you did with Parcells years ago or what some of these other guys have gone for. Um, there's going to be teams that will fire their head coach just to get Bel- Bill Belichick in there. None of those things came to fruition. So, yeah, we did all overvalue it. No, I'll never disagree with anybody. I mean, the guy still could coach. I mean, I, I think – I mean, Raheem Morris is like 21 and 39 in his career. I mean, you're right. It, it, it's, it's, you, you can't, there's so much more involved, though, with being a coach. I mean, I could talk to you guys from 9 to 3 this afternoon, and we could go over like the last 5 to 10 years of Bill Belichick personnel and free agent blunders. It's just, it's endless. You know, I get visions of my head of Les Snead and uh, Sean McVay with too many beers in them. Remember when the Cole Strange pick came up? Yeah, and they're cackling. And they were open laughing, like spitting up their beers. We had him like 105 or something like that. And then anybody with a brain, I remember saying it the next day, just me, an idiot, says George Pickens, who was coming off an ACL tear or something, had some maybe a little bit questionable character, which the Patriots, oh, Jack Jones or whoever, they took Tyquan Thornton. And you know what I mean? And you, you watch George Pickens play for like five minutes. And you can see this guy's got the chance to be a stud as opposed to a guy who's, oh, going to flame out again. You know what I mean? It, it, it's endless. We could go on and on and on about the personal blunders. But, you know, if he, if he went to Kansas City, you're saying, like, so 
don't you think that he, even if he won, don't you think, well, he had nothing to do with it. He just glommed on to another quarterback. So they're here, already winning anyway. So yeah. It's not going to enhance his legacy at all. If anything, it'll just it'll be add on to saying that it just it just goes more in Brady's favor. You know what uh, I mean? Dan, I think if you look at the history of the NFL, you can say this about most quote unquote great coaches or coaches that we consider all timers: Vince Lombardi, Don Shula, Bill Walsh, Tom Landry, Chuck Knoll. If you want to use modern day Andy Reid and Bill Belichick, right? Why did they all win? Because all of them had great or star players. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can't win without great players, right? Uh, uh, coaches can only screw it up, you know. So I, I, I don't hold that against Bill Belichick that he had Tom Brady because, like I said, you know, Don Shula had, you know, Dan Marino. I mean, Bill Walsh had Joe Montana. Tom Landry had, you know, uh, Staubach. You know, Chuck Knoll had Terry Bradshaw and a great defense. So the, – the, the difference between Belichick and the rest of those guys is Belichick did it in a salary cap era. When the NFL was set up to promote parity, it didn't want teams to be dynasties. You know, back when those guys coached, there wasn't the player movement that there was. If you had great players, you hung on to them oftentimes for their entire career. I think that's what, you know, what makes what Bill did with it, Tom even more special that he was able to sustain it for 20 years during the salary cap era. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't true free agency uh, kick in in like 1992 or something in the NFL? It wasn't that long. It's not like it's been around as long as MLB free agency has been. Am I wrong on that? Yeah, I'm not sure sure when it's any. Uh... NFL free agency started I think you're right I think early 90s sounds about right so you know I mean think about it I mean I guess when did the Cowboys reign end right was that like mid 90s yeah their last one came in 95 yeah so right and and would, have there been any other dynasties since that point in time no no so, not really for the Patriots yeah yeah I mean the Broncos had a back-to-back run uh, 97 98 but other than that no you know, you thought maybe the greatest show on turf was going to do it, but they only ended up winning one, and they really only stayed together for three years. Yep. Um, no, there has been no other dynasties. Teams tried to create many ones, but we're in the midst of one now, are we not, with the Chiefs? I think so, yeah. I mean, if certainly if they win another one, yeah, you can stamp dynasty. They've won two. They've been to three Super Bowls in the last four years. I mean, if they if they get to the Super Bowl and win it this year, yeah, they, they become a dynasty, 100%. Uh, let's go back to the calls. We got Ralph in Cranston. What's going on, Ralph? How you doing today, buddy? Good morning, guys. I'll always listen to this show. I, Thank you. I wish Bach the best of luck and health and everything else, but this is a great show, and we can talk locally. But, you know, I have to just mention something with Belichick. You know, the rest of the country is hailing this guy, uh, players that played for him, against him, uh, so much in the media. The only people bashing this guy and trying to be negative are the local fans and the local writers. And, there's, of course, there's a reason for that. And, you know, with Brady, you know, we know now. It's like it's like tomorrow's Kansas City game. You know what the score is. And then you make your opinion about who you like after it. I mean, so many people say, well, you know, he is getting old. And 95% of football players at his age usually are done. And he wasn't. And that was a mistake. But we're judging it now. But I have to mention, you know, with the short time that, that I'm on, you know, Ed Cooley. You know, and, and it's, that's so good that you guys, Scott, you guys can talk about local sports. That's why I love this show. You know, people are going to the, and I've been a long-time season ticket holder, even guys I know, they're dying to go there and show this hatred toward him and show this animosity toward him. Understand that, guys. You know, and, and um, you know, Scott, you've been around college football, uh, basketball forever. And, and the thing about it, 
is that you know they don't judge the whole thing kind of like like Belichick. They don't judge the whole thing. You know, I remember when there were two arrests. There was there was um, <clears throat> Lacey and James Dell. And they called an office that I work in, and they were represented by these guys, uh, these attorneys. And, you know, it was sad because I learned a lot about recruiting with these guys because they didn't really know, like, like the magnitude of what they did. If you guys remember, they walked up to College Hill and punched some guy. You know, it, it's amazing. And we don't see that they're recruiting some of these guys, some of these kids from, from horrible neighborhoods. And, you know, Cooley got that and straightened it out right away after Keno Davis didn't even have a, a, a curfew for these guys. Uh, Cooley came in, and he brought this program to where it is, where you've got 12,000 fans even in the early season games, which normally they, they attract three or 4,000. Yes, he made a mistake, and it was horrible how he left, and there's so much that people want to answer. I don't care. He's gone. If he handled it differently, it wouldn't have been – you know, it wouldn't have been as bad. But, you know, I think the country preaches hate. Politicians preach hate. So when people hate, you wonder and you say, well, you know, I mean, it's understandable. But I, for one, and I've told everybody, would not go to the, that, uh, the Pavilion Center today and boo this guy. I would never do that. Good luck to him. We all make mistakes. He made it. But he allowed me to go to practice numerous times. He treated us so well. I don't think he deserved to be booed out of the arena like it could happen today. But, you know, but he did bring it on, and I understand. Ralph, the, the, the football analogy to make with Ed Cooley is you could argue, but I think even more so because he was here longer, he's the Bill Parcells of Providence College basketball. You know, he came in and gave the program instant credibility and built it up to, as you correctly pointed out, what it is today. Now, you know, the season tickets are sold out. The amp is packed every game. The atmosphere is great. There's no denying the success he had, and there's no denying the fact that this program was in a much better place when Ed left than when he came in, and he deserves all the credit in the world for that. But I also understand, Ralph, why Friar fans are upset and looking forward to booing him today because he didn't just leave Providence College. He left for a conference rival, Georgetown. So that stings. He also made statements while he was here, hometown guy, I'm going to be here forever. We thought he was going to be the Jim Calhoun of Providence College basketball, and it didn't turn out to be that way. You know, he told the donor that I know that if you build me a a beautiful state-of-the-art practice facility, I'm here forever. They did that, and he still left. So I understand why a lot of Fire fans want to boo him. All I said earlier today on my show with Nick was, look, keep it classy, uh, uh, Fryer fans. Boo him as loudly as you want, but don't cross that line. Uh, you know, you, no need for the F-bombs. Don't throw stuff, any stupid stuff like that. Don't make Providence, don't make Fryer fans look bad. Boo him as loudly as you want if that's what you want to do. But I agree with you, Ralph. I mean, he deserves a ton of credit for what he did for this program. Uh, he he uh, he does deserve a ton of credit. And I think, you know, for Fryer fans, if he had gone, if he had left and ended up at Kentucky, UCLA, you know, one of these marquee programs in college basketball, I think they'd feel very differently. Yeah. I think they'd, they'd actually have a sense of pride. Be like, hey, our guy is now Kentucky's head coach. Like, he came from us. There would be that sense of pride. But since it feels like not only I think you're absolutely right in terms of going to a conference foe, but not exactly a program that is in any better shape than you are. A program that's really been bolstered off of what happened with Patrick Ewing 40 years ago. We can talk about John Thompson, but Patrick Ewing's really what made that relevant. 
And it had maintained some relevance because of that and because John Thompson was there and then Allen Iverson shows up and then they have a good run, what, 10 years ago? But it's not a... Georgetown's not a marquee program. It doesn't feel like it's any bigger than Providence is at this point. And nope. I think that sticks in a lot of Friars fans' behinds. Uh, and, and Nick said this earlier, and, and he's right. You know, is Georgetown actually a better job than Providence? I, I would argue that it probably isn't. You know, you can't just use past history as a barometer. I'm a Syracuse grad. Syracuse basketball and football stink. Yeah. And they used to be premier. Okay, the University of Miami football used to dominate the U. That means nothing now. They're mm-hmm. just an average run-of-the-mill college football program. Now, can Ed Cooley return Georgetown to prominence? We'll see, but I'm not so sure he can get it back to the level that it was under, as you pointed out, Patrick Ewing and, and John Thompson and stuff like that. We'll see. Time will tell, but I don't necessarily think that's a better job than Providence. I would have liked to have seen Ed stay in Providence to see if he could take – this program to that next level like Jay Wright did at Villanova, like Jim Calhoun did at the University of Connecticut, but we'll never know. No, we will never know. Um, After the break, I want to talk about the Patriots' future. I want to talk about what's going on with the coaching staff, what's going on in the front office, what we could see in free agency, what we could see in the draft. That's all next on whatever the hell the name of this show is. To be determined. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of Foxwoods. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 